really though the purpose of magic ultimately is the same as um any spiritual path in its truest mystical sense because the goal and they say very profoundly and upfront in magic at the end becomes completing the great work which is liberating oneself from suffering for all of eternity it seems that i've and it also works on your aura your energy field but it seems that almost all negativity or things that shouldn't be in my life or things that i'm not meant to be doing as part of anything whether good bad relationships that i'm not supposed to have there's a way that they get pulled out of my life by the universe and then it also brings in so many fulfilling things that are part of my path that are meant to be there um yes hello and welcome to my podcast today i'm here with big snow op and we're doing a new series on what's called magic magic with a c and a k at the end and specifically what's called ceremonial magic or white magic or high magic which is a practice that comes out of western spiritual traditions that we've been doing a lot of lately in which we found to be super beneficial in all aspects of our lives from the material to the spiritual planes and i've also found that most people i've ran into at least know very little about this and i also knew very little about it isn't that kind of like don't you find it kind of peculiar that so few people know about this it's almost easier to find information about eastern traditions like hinduism and buddhism and stuff and it's way more common Yes. Like, you know, we, we, we know a large handful of the same people. And, you, you know, I know a bunch of people and you know a bunch of people. We both travel a lot in our careers and we meet people. And, like, you know, I could undoubtedly say that I come across people who know about the Eastern traditions way more than about the Western traditions. Yeah, which is super interesting because, like, when we when I started studying and finding out that that ceremonial magic comes from basically ancient Sumeria, the Mesopotamia area, and through what we learn about, kind of what the Egyptians—that's what they were doing—and that it came through the traditions of ancient Judaism and the Bible into Christianity, and really, it's the most powerful spiritual practice that came out of those traditions and it's interesting because in hinduism for example they have the different forms of yoga of devotional yoga and wisdom yoga and physical yoga and meditation and i always wondered why the western traditions didn't really have sort of a set practice to to you know to grow spiritually to get to god but they they do (laughs) yeah and it's super powerful it's one of the best ones there is but it's very well, it's not as hidden and secretive now, but as you've taught me and as I've learned, the history of magic was very hidden and was very secretive and now is a little bit more accessible, but still a little bit secretive, too. Yes, and I'd like to touch on two things. Um, one, what you were just saying, this the secretive aspect is uh, a lot of times this type of study is referred to as occultism and the second thing i wanted to touch on was the connotation that occultism brings but before that occult i wanted to finish my first statement in which occultism literally means hidden and throughout 
the ages or not the ages but like throughout like the last thousand or so years this knowledge has been hidden on purpose from yeah. the masses except for people that were like in special orders like the golden dawn right and stuff like yeah that. like the really the only way you were going to be able to access this knowledge was if you were part of a special order like the golden dawn and there's a few others too but um the second thing I wanted to say about it, which is this is this is good, we're, we're this is a good intro, you know, because I feel like we need to give a good intro, you know, because this is some powerful stuff. Not only that, and people don't really understand about it, and the people who have heard small things about it, like you know, like this knowledge is profound and life changing to say the least. The negative connotation that is perceived by most people is that all forms of western practice magic occultism are bad evil bad. wrong and and that's are, why they were burning people at the stake in the church like in the yeah like i mean people were like when i say like this knowledge was hidden on purpose i don't mean politely like, there has been bloodshed over this knowledge. There has been wars fought over this knowledge. And it's it's a crazy time that we live in because it's like now you can just go on the internet and find, like, all of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like... Yeah, I know. I'll be honest. Like, I've learned... I, see, the way I learned was the internet would get me, like, a little info that would get me enough info to find a book. And then I would find a book that would give me, like, the info. And those books led me to other books and other internet articles. And it kept making me ask more questions because I was getting more information that I wanted to have more knowledge about. And I have studied tremendously. And it's, it's sad that people think that this stuff is, like, wrong or bad. It's like a lot of people that I know are even scared to even try and understand this stuff. Because like we were saying in our last video about Paradigm, um, it's like their beliefs that they've grown up in, like with their religions and their parents and grandparents, like, you know, deeming this stuff as evil. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I thought also that, you know, just hearing the word occultism, I used to think that, but then I learned in, in the Yoga Sutras and the Hindu Scriptures, they talk about occult powers arising in the holy texts and not as oh, like a do? negative thing. Yeah. They say that. Yeah, in the Yoga Sutras, uh, which is that blue book I have over there, they say, like, you know, they're describing following the eight limbs of yoga to like enlightenment and they say like when you do this and this occult powers arise and then they talk about all the different powers of like clairvoyance and being able to like see things in different places and all that and like being Whoa. able to make one like body and like a super tiny and super big and everything that's really interesting because i thought that word was strictly for western practice but yeah. obviously i was super yeah wrong. they do use a lot when they they like talk about occult powers in the way of like I guess it would be hidden powers or, like, you know, like, cities, like, spiritual powers. I suppose that, are that is what they would be meaning. 
I've just never even heard it in Eastern text at all. I think you might have said something like that one time to me before, but I don't think I processed it the way I did just now. What I did want to say is because we didn't really explain it even what the ceremonial or white magic is. And so what I first learned about it is the kind that I've been doing is a series of rituals and practices that mostly involve breath, mantra, visualization, and they involve working with different angels and archangels um, from the tree of life and from the elements and like angels most people from the West have heard of, such as Raphael and Michael and Gabriel and Uriel. Um, right, like they're all over the Bible. Yeah, so, <laughs> and they're the main, you know, angels used in really ceremonial magic and you know, they're these, they represent these different energies that you connect with from everything through the physical planes to the mental planes and beyond. And um, working with them, you can go all kinds of different places. There is a lot of ways to even go about trying to explain that. You know what I'm saying? Like Yes, but I just meant, yes. Like, there's not really one specific path that there's multiple paths in magic number one sort of like there are in yoga in the eastern traditions like there's multiple paths and um i am pretty sure almost all of them probably lead to the same thing i would imagine the eastern paths or the magical paths the western paths yeah, all taken to their summit, they would definitely... They'll, Eastern and Western would lead to the same place eventually. So, there's really not, like, a easy way to describe ceremonial magic, but I believe the definition of magic is causing the universe to conform to one's will. I believe that's the definition of magic. And Should I look it up? Yeah. You can oh cool you can still record while you're looking it up yes oh cool an effort to make a change in one's life by using one's own personal energy and the energy of surrounding elements that's basically that's more like a G-rated version of what I said yeah yeah because I believe I read that definition in an Aleister Crowley book or Eliphas Levi I think you did too because you used to always say it to me from the book. I think it was one of those. Um, but, yeah, I might have had a harsher definition than I should have, but, like, that is an aspect. In my earlier practicing days, I thought that's all it was. And now I know there's, like, greater paths than just, like, causing, like, trying to have stuff conform to your will. I will say that, definitely. Yeah. Because doesn't that sound... Kind of, okay, so like paths. There's right-hand path and left-hand path. Doesn't the way that I said it sound kind of left-hand pathy? And like... The, yeah. Like, I feel more right-hand path now. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but at one time, there, there's right-hand path and left-hand path. At one time, I was very much a left-handed path-thinking practitioner of magic, for sure. Which is the right hand path is what you wanted to talk about ceremonial magic and high magic, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we've been practicing in. Talk about some of like the profound experiences you've had. 
Well, I was going to say that, um, really, though, the purpose of magic, ultimately, is the same as um, any spiritual path in its truest mystical sense, because the goal, and they say it very profoundly and upfront in magic, at the end becomes completing the great work, which is liberating oneself from suffering for all of eternity. But yeah, that's how I felt, too. That's where it comes out at. That's how I felt, too. I just didn't want to say that and, like, like put an ultimatum on it. Because, like, but, like, that's definitely, like, yeah. the goal. But yeah. you could also use it for plenty of other stuff, like manifesting things or in your mental life, in your relationships, in your, and just, like, for spiritual growth. But eventually, whether in this lifetime or beyond, it'll, like, come out there. But, um... I'd, can, can I say something? Yeah. I, I'd like to say something. Um... So when we talk about magic and manifesting, um, like it, I almost think it's comical that like, you know, like if you if you really want something and then you get it, you're like, whoa, that was like magic, <laughs> you know. But like, that's kind of how it is, you know, with the manifesting. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it, sometimes you'll you'll you know, whether it's, you know, like having um, just more knowledge or or a route to obtain more spiritual sustenance, anything, like you can manifest all of those types of things and many more, really anything under the sun. And it's like when you, do, when it arrives to you, you're like, whoa, even still to this day, I've been doing this for years. And even still when it happens, I'm just like, whoa that was like magic for sure yeah and um what i will say before we finish up this intro is some of the real life results and some of the practical results i've experienced since practicing magic which has rituals for protection and for all kinds of things is that it seems that i've and it also works on your aura your energy field but it seems that almost all negativity or things that shouldn't be in my life or things that I'm not meant to be doing as part of anything, whether good, bad relationships that I'm not supposed to have, there's a way that they get pulled out of my life by the universe. And then it also brings in so many fulfilling things that are part of my path that are meant to be there. Um, Yes. It's changed the energy I'm able to, to give to others and it's deepened a lot of my wisdom insight and understanding to like like levels that you had no idea was going to happen right yes most certainly and even stranger even in my daily life like my mind has just thought about the simplest tasks and things in ways that i just never did before yeah like i've just been like oh i never would even thought about this like this it's like it opened up just to deeper understanding yeah for sure everything you just said i could not have said it in a better way and it was nice to hear you put it that way because like that's just like that's what it does and it's just like it's so practical and like obvious that like all you can really do once you do discover this is just be grateful you know and just like i'm so grateful like i'm so grateful and it's like 
I, you know, when I first started doing magic, like I, I would make myself say I'm grateful because I used to have a lot of anger and resentment and just like, you know, I, I was in a different place than I am now. But now I just feel so grateful for this because it's like, you can be having the worst time of your whole life. And like, if you're like at a, if you're practicing like these like, doing these rituals and invoking these angelic energies into you and using them to banish anything that doesn't serve you. It's like nothing can penetrate you. You're like, you feel so like motivated all the time, you know, to just be better and make everything better, you know, like, and like that involves like not being able to like that involves like a lot of like understanding and like awareness you know like when people around you maybe don't like act the way you would think they would act and like people make mistakes and like like you know and you see people in different situations in life than you and you're able to like have compassion for them which like I owe that to like magic for me, you know what I'm saying? Like, and the Eastern traditions too. Yeah, definitely, it changes you in the, all all the spheres, all the spheres of the tree of life. So everything from, you know, the earth energies to the spiritual energies to the heart to the mental realms, everything it has the power to work with. So as we progress with this series, we'll get probably more in detail with maybe experiences that we've had um, in practice or different practices and more into the philosophy and tradition of magic for anyone who's interested in following us on this journey. Yeah, we'll talk about things like the Kabbalah. We'll talk about, oh, we already made a whole series on the Hermetic Principles, so that's great. So we don't have to talk about that. It was great because we have a whole series on it. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about um, your different spiritual bodies and um you know do we think that um do do we talk about the chakras like and how is that is that eastern like that's that's magic right how they like go really far past like the ones we typically talk about um i think it's both i guess oh yeah that probably is magic yeah, I don't know. That's, that's like a that's like a fat combination. Of but both. no, it's, that's but just I like don't the, know. that's like neither. That's like just what it is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, chakras are in magic as well. They're there's, different though, but yeah. But anyways, we're not. We can't. Yeah, keep going. there's a ton of stuff that we're gonna talk about. I'm really excited. This is a good, definitely a good topic 